and it's time for the weekly Q&A that we call Splunk Talk. Episode number 64, recorded Friday, December 9th, 2011. The next action. We got some pretty cool questions, some pretty cool answers. And if you want to know what's happening next, well, let's listen to the answer. It's coming up on Splunk Talk. I gotta have more cowbell. Oh yes, we're back. It is so good to be back on Splunk Talk, Maverick. We yeah, we are you. I uh, uh, yes, we are excited to be here. <laughs> I can tell by the tone of your voice because a couple episodes ago, you're like, "Hello, I'm excited." I might have been sick or something, or I don't know. I don't, it's just sometimes it's one of those days, you know, it's like, but I don't know. This Friday's usually I feel pretty good. So I'm actually, I am excited to be, uh, to be talking with you. And um, where are you located, by the way? Well, I am. Today? You are Maverick and you are in Dallas. And I'm you, in Dallas. I'm in Dallas. Yeah. But where are you still in Austin? Or are you traveling? What's I'm the deal? I'm still in Austin right now. I'm still in Austin right now. And for all those long time listeners, because we do have some that have been listening for quite some time. That's true. I got a new badass grill. It's insane. Is that your second one or uh, third one it's now? It's a permanent fixture now. Oh, actually. you mean like built in like an mm-hmm. outdoor kitchen? Kind of, yeah. It's got an island. It's from barbecues galore. They, they're great. Friggin' nice. great. So uh, many newer listeners, we used to talk about stuff wild cooked. Like I was cooking a lot of ribs for a while. So yeah, I'm down here in Austin because it's, Half Texas and half Mexico. What do we call that? What kind of food do we call that? Um, California food or Te- something? Or? Tex-Mex. Yeah. Oh, Tex-Mex. Okay. Because I was say it's probably half California too. Uh, not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, Austin is a little... Actually, you're right. Austin is a little bit. So I'm here. Michael Wild, Splunk Ninja here in Austin, and we are stoked to be talking about Splunk Talk. I have a question for you, Maverick, really quick, which is not like the normal Q&A. Really? Um, okay. Flight of the Concords. Ever listen to them? Oh, yeah. Big fan of them. Humans are dead? Yes. Big uh, fan. <laughs> <laughs> Binary solo. Okay. Right. <laughs> they're, they're, I think in the video, they're like in boxes that look like they're robots or something. But, uh, yeah, oh, I love that. I love humans that are dead. I yeah. love that. <laughs> and but the one the one of my favorite ones of, uh, of Flight of the Concords is the David Bowie one. The Bowie, <laughs> Bowie's in Space. If you haven't seen Bowie's in Space, look on YouTube. Search for Bowie's in Space. It's funny. Or go to youtube.com slash Splunk videos because there's a lot of cool videos from Splunk kind of corporate there, which are really neat. So for the new listeners on the show, if this is your first show, thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully you will find this is an entertaining and educational uh, few minutes. That would be that would be educational. That would be edutainment. Yes. Yeah. Is that it? Would be very edutaining. Uh, well, okay. I'm going to change it. We're going to Splunkatainment is what this okay. is. Okay. This is Splunkatainment. It's because it's also on Splunk. And uh, we do uh, typically, unless y'all think we should do things different, we do kind of a Q&A session. And uh, questions come from listeners, uh, Splunk answers, uh, stuff Maverick and I do in, do during the week, or just, just random things that get dropped off in packages in the front of our house okay so yeah like like kittens or yeah sometimes a kitten with a question attached or a Um, bag with something in it and it's on fire that kind of thing exactly and i try to stomp it out 
Right. And then we, you know, we realize how are we going to solve that problem? Yes, and then we, exactly. then we talk about it. Yeah. So um, let's, let's start. I think you might have a question for me, Maverick. I just I did, got a you, feeling. You're all psychic, right? I'm all psychic. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, I do have a question for you, right. and, it go, and it goes something like this. So bear with me. It's a long one, but it's very good, and I think it'll challenge you, I think, a little bit, hopefully. Um, I have these logs. They're kind of like web logs, and uh, they're, they're logs from a REST uh, API calls from our back-end system. Our users access services from a mobile app. And I'd like to know how I can figure out what the next thing they do is. So, like, if they click on like, what do uh, they do right after that? And if they click save, what's, like, the next thing they do? And if they click invite, for example, what's the next action they do after that? It would help us understand users' behavior much better. And we want to know what say you. Okay. I have uh, one approach because in Splunk... There are often many approaches to solve a problem. Um, Correct. One approach, not the one that I'm going to talk about today, could use the transaction command. Okay. If you wanted, if you took on a per user basis, you could use transaction, link them together, and use a few other commands to pick out the second, you know, let's say the second action. But it gets a little bit more challenging if, let's say, in your transaction, you have like and you have invite and you have save and you have search, right? Just what this particular person's mobile app does. So right. if you think about it, you know, that's kind of, transaction itself is kind of overkill for that. Uh, it's valuable for uh, a lot of things. Well, maybe if you want to see the whole thing at once, but if you want to just only focus down on the, whatever they do next, that might be overkill, you're right. Yeah, and, and if you think about a transaction, it might be effective after we know what's next, okay? So there are many, I think there are, 80 or more search commands. So if you get a, the docs, a Splunk, you go to Splunk's documentation at splunk.com slash base or docs.splunk.com, search for stream stats, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, read it, and there's a good chance you will have no idea how to use it, okay? So you're not, not just stats, you're talking about the stream stream stats. Stream stats, S -T -R -E -A -M -S -T -A -T -S. all one word, S-T-A-T-S. Okay. Stream stats, one word, no spaces. As I said, you will probably look at it Look at the examples, and depending on what you want, you might not understand how to use it. There are some statistical examples, but what StreamStats does, it adds summary statistics to all search results in a streaming matter manner. So basically, you can um, you can add when, when what they mean by adding a statistic to all search results, it ultimately means a new field is going to be added to all search results. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that field, in many cases, might be just a set of statistics. Let's say I was doing the average of the whole set, right? And it was going mm -hmm. over time. Event stats is similar. But one of the cool things that you could do with stream stats, if you think about it, so let's say one of the log events has, uh, you know, rest slash like, okay? Maybe like the action is like, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, what's the next event after that? Well, if I look at the screen, I can see it's, um, invite or search, something. right? I can see that right after somebody clicked like, then they clicked search. Oh, or okay. right after they clicked invite, they clicked back. Okay. Okay. Or right okay. after they clicked, when they typed in search, uh, a few other things happened. Maybe after right. they clicked in search, then they got results and they clicked save. Okay. But I can see them on the screen, but the event that is like, that has like in it, 
How do I sort of add information to that event? Because that's what you really want to do. You want to add information to the event that is that has the like function, and you want to add it in there from the event that is right after that. Okay. So if you use if you pipe your search to stream stats, and you put an option that's current equals f, so it'll do it on the next event, and you say last, okay, meaning the last one last and in parens the field that you want. So for example, if the action is like in one event and the action is save in the next event, you could say pipe it to stream stats, you know, current equals f and then you say last and in parens um say uh, uh, action last action, action. and yeah. then give it a field name because it'll create a field name called last action. It'll create a field name just It'll, the field name will be last on action. And you might want to create it. If you say as, you could say next thing they do. Okay? So be like... So re renames yeah, it. It's it like renames it to a field. Yeah, okay. yeah. so yeah. renaming. So like stream stats, current equals F, last in parens action as next thing they do. Okay? So okay. now, so what ends up happening is you have a field on every event which has the value of the next thing they do. So on the field, on the event that has like as the action, mm -hmm. action equals like, and another field that says next thing they do equals save, as an example. And then once you have the next action tied, the next thing they do tied to each event, you can do some interesting things, right? You can Absolutely. say stats count by action, comma, next thing they do. So you can see things like the um, the most popular actions, and then the most popular things that they do after. So you can understand the behavior. So, um, so you'd be piping it again to like stats count or something. Yeah, on that, thanks for or... reminding me of that. In that same search command, you would then pipe it to stats count by action, comma next thing they do. If that was the field that you named it, and then Splunk will give you a table in this case of you know, a uh, statistical count by um, action. For every action, there is not an equal and opposite reaction in this case, but for every action, there would be a next action. Yeah. And so that's, in that's this case, cool. it's a good way to help understand the behavior. You might want to pipe this whole thing to transactions so you have all these actions and next actions built into the transaction if you needed that. But mm -hmm. for the statistics, and this is really fast, so you can do this over large sets of data, Whereas transaction is a little bit of a heavier search command. So check out stream stats. Some of the, well, this is one of those things I should probably do a video on because once you see it, you're <laughs> usually like, oh, that's way cool. I can use that in a number of situations. But if you look at the docs, sometimes they're hard to understand when I should use things. So. Yeah, I used, uh, well, first of all, I just want to say for the record, for those that may not be familiar with either one of these commands, stream stats kind of is operating on things as it goes along, as it streams in right. and hits the hits the results, stats is kind of like per event. It's applied per event that it sees, like statically on that, and then uses that to to count them up or whatever. That's why you do the stream stats first, like you're saying, to right. get the last of it, the last one, and then you pipe the stats second to then sum it up per event, to, like you're saying, to kind of group them. Sort of like you can use stats sort of like you would transaction in a way, but without having to do all of the raw events, you just only do the fields that you want. So, I mean, you would do, in that case, you right. use a, li a list command if you want to just list them out 
and you can kind of achieve the same. So, so again, kind of pointing out that there's different uses for different things and you should, and the cool thing is you can try all of them and kind of see which one you like or which one's a little better in your case. Um, but it sounds like, it sounds like wild. You kind of nailed that one as far I'm gonna as I'm going to do, I'm, I'm not going to tell you about event stats right now. I'm going to save event stats for the, what did I learn this week? Just because I want to give a bonus answer on this question, because there's another type of stats thing that you could use and you'll okay. see it if you look for stream stats. You'll see probably see event stats cool. around, and I'll explain that um, a little bit later in the segment. So, but I have a question for you, Maverick. Okay, let's okay. let's hear it. I uh, editorially, I downloaded <laughs> a Nessus app. Nessus. Nessus. So Nessus, mm. the open source security scanner made by Tenable. Yeah. I downloaded a Nessus app from Splunkbase, but nice. it says it's from Splunk version three x. I'm wondering if I can use it for Splunk 4.x as well, and if I can use the transforms agents in an index to get the next Nessus tags associated with the data. Transforms agents? Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, um, I'm wondering what I'm wondering what that means. Um, but I, I'm under, I, let, let me back up. This is actually okay. from um, from one of our customers or one of our partners or something. I think uh, here in Texas, I believe. And um, I think what they're asking is they've got this app from when we had 3x version, and they're wanting to know if they can probably get it to work on the data, probably do the extraction and stuff. Probably the field extractions for Nessus. Yeah, yeah, and be able to use it. Well, well, first things first. If you're trying to in the current versions, as we the at least when we recorded this episode today is 4.2.4, I think, or 4.2.5 coming soon. Right. Probably by the time you get this, it'll be 4.2.5. Um, any app that you had in 3x is probably not the dashboards are probably not going to render because the saved searches were different in 3x as they compared to 4x. Um, but the so so that that probably will not work. But the backend extractions and tags and stuff probably will work just fine. Um, in, in other words, if the format of the Nessus data is kind of the same or the things are kind of the same kind of patterns, and, and if there's, depending on how it's being extracted from the Nessus app, um, you know, whether it's using re- regular expressions to do it, to do field extractions, or whether it's using like comma separated or something like that, which I, I'm, I don't remember. I've worked with Nessus data just like I've worked with hundreds of different types of data before, um, and I can't really remember, but I know that made, if it has You know who made the app? Um, I think I made the original you one, did, the dude. 3X one. I probably <laughs> did. It was did like an original. 07. I was going to say, I think I might have did that one like right, back right. in 07. Yeah, it a long time 07. ago. It sounded familiar. But um, so, yeah, so whatever I did back then, I probably it probably will translate as long as the data, the Nessus data um, is the same, then it should work. And then it's just a matter of like indexing it, putting in, downloading the app, and then going in and, um, searching on your stuff and then reset, like, you know, click on the little fields on the left side and say, give me a top, give me a time chart on it and, and kind of go into the report wizard and make your dashboards again, like create your own how you want and then just call it your Nessus app or whatever, Nessus screens, Nessus views if you want to do that. So you should be able, it should just work just fine. Yeah, the Nessus that, bundle though, you know what? I don't know. Here's a question we got to look at. In the in the actual Nessus bundle that's out there, um, mm-hmm. we used to call apps bundles because they were never... Back then, yeah. They, they Matter of fact, there was a point in time where you really couldn't even do dashboards in Splunk way back Correct. then. It's still awesome, but not as awesome as it is now. But... um. 
the configuration files are all the same. So inputs.conf and props.conf and transforms that would do those field extractions um, in out of the Nessus data. And chances are the Nessus data is the same. Uh, it's the same format. Correct. Uh, it's the same format. Okay. Um, although it. This particular application, uh, this particular bundle is Etsy slash bundles. Remember when it used to be Etsy slash bundles? Before, yeah, that's I what it was I don't know if that originally. directory is supported. I think it might be deprecated. So in it, that, it is. It is now. Yes. Yeah. So, so, you so could, that yeah, you'd have to move change it to apps. Just or move change it, around. it to add. Just change the word to add. If you like, a right well, here, I got it on my computer. Just change bundles to apps in my directory and just download that thing on your computer, and it should work. Well, yeah, and also another thing too to point out. Uh, some of you, some of you may know this already, and some that are listening may not know this. But the um, when when you get a full blown app, you're going to be most likely see it. If it's 4x, you're going to see it when you in the product, like under when it says go go find new apps or whatever. If it's a complete separate directory and has all the things to the normal structure, like like instead of bundles, it's an apps and or whatever, you'll see that in there, and you can actually download it right there and install it. And usually it'll tell you if it's free, which most of them, I think most of them, all yeah, of them are free. Yeah. It'll put it into the directory for you and everything. Now there are other things on Splunkbase that don't aren't apps. They're more like what we call um, add-ons or te technological add-ons, technical. Technological add-ons or something, TAs for short, I think is what we tend to call them, refer to them as. You can go to splunkbase.com directly with your browser and search for those and download those just like the file, right? So you directly open it up and then look in look in there and then, you know, copy it into the Etsy slash apps direct directory and you know, and then you know, restart your forward or restart your index or whatever, wherever you're putting it. For whatever reason, you're downloading that that add-on for. Usually, it's for doing extractions. It could be for script, you know, on the forwarder to do scripts to go get data, and then you know that your forwarder is going to send on to the indexer or something like that. So, so just be aware that if you look through the product, you may be missing some of the other cooler, you know, add-on type things that you can go in and, and get, and then you know, you leverage those as well for free. You know, what's really cool about Maverick's bundles app. He probably Maverick's Nessus bundle. Um, he also includes a sample of what the Nessus log looks like. So down in his directory, he's got a directory called samples under there, if you happen to be a Nessus user, and you can kind of see, you know, you could index that as well, um, but you also could uh, see if your format is the same. It's almost like you could, before you even start any work, you just take Maverick sample, take a look at Nessus's own log, see if it matches up, and it'll probably work. And again, this particular, what, was a bundle is now really an add-on. It's just going to work on the field extractions, so then you can make your own reports and dashboards. So, yeah, they're easy enough. I didn't realize I'd included that, but your yeah, work that's a good, probably that's a good stands idea. the test of time. <laughs> what could you yeah, now, now now I'm getting asked to put my lottery you know lottery app out there, which I need to do. And someone even sent me a logo, a new like a Maverick logo. The <laughs> laughing or dollars like, maybe. Or, you know, how yeah. about just like a couple of balls? Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to go there. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All righty. Um, for the new listeners, um, we usually talk about Splunk events that are coming up, the things that you might want to be aware of in the future. And then we have a what did we learn this week segment where we can just sort of talk about whatever we want, as if this whole show isn't us talking about whatever we want. But um, anyways, what, where do we go to figure out Splunk, what's going on with Splunk? Um, I think it's splunk.com slash page slash events, I think. I think you're correct. 
Why is it not splunk.com slash events? Let's just save that for another show. That's a, yeah, that's over a beer conversation probably. Oh, come on, guys, I, right? I, <laughs> <laughs> Go to splunk.com slash events. What happens? 404. I mean, you don't yeah. really get you don't really get a 404, but but when you do go to slash page yeah, slash page events, slash page what slash events, what does it say? What does it tell you? Um, it's got a lot of stuff on there, okay? And and I'm guessing it's going to have something to do with events and upcoming events. But it, seriously. You mean like Splunk, Splunk events related? Splunk, yeah. You know what? I think there are only things that are related to Splunk. But I'm gonna really? maybe I can stick up some things on there that are not, like Susie's, just, Susie's Neck Jewelry Show. Just okay. to mess with people or something? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Be kind of funny if I, if I put Susie's next jewelry show up there, but no, don't do that. Don't okay, do that. all right. So we got um, Splunk Lives. Uh, most of the events right now are shown for next year. Splunk Live coming up in Miami. Cisco Live coming up in London. Yeah, Ooh, London. it's funny because when I imitate uh, Brits, I kind of do it in a mocking way, and, <laughs> and like my friend Hash is like, "You don't even sound like anybody over here," but. <laughs> Um, the cool thing that's next year is what? Oh, the the user, our third annual uh, users conference, user.conf. Yeah. I'm hoping to have I'm hoping to have uh, a cool Splunk talk set with a half pipe behind it and, and Eric Swan skateboarding behind us. That would be awesome actually. Yeah, it would actually would be awesome. It'd be kind of noisy, but it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, we could put a filter on, you know. It would be it would be interesting from a video perspective, especially if he bailed. But um, I just want to have some dancers in the front doing a little like a warm up dance. That would be cool. I'm sure Will Hayes would take care of that for us. So, of course, you so, mean no? Wait, no. He's not going to do it. He would just take care of getting dancers, right? I, like you know he's what? not. I don't I want him dressing up like that dancer. Okay, all right. Don't want to go maybe there not. either. Maybe not, Will. But uh, <laughs> yeah, lots of events coming up. We did a Splunk live um, recently. Depending on when this episode is released, it might be a couple of weeks ago. We did Splunk Live in San Francisco. Splunk Live is an event, uh, basically, that comes to your town, and customers talk. Uh, it's an opportunity for you to get to know people at Splunk and um, score some free food and potentially some free swag. Yeah, you've done them, and you've done many of them before, right, Dallas? And yep, and then St. I'm St. Louis and, and things that. Yeah, done more than I can probably keep track of. But it's always a lot of fun because a lot of people show up. I think that we had a record in, uh, I think it was in St. Louis, we had 119, 120 people registered and like 90 of them showed up. So it was the highest uh, attendance to registration ratio that we've ever had. Yeah, I believe there was a Fed one, a federal one last year where there was well over 350 people that showed up to that one. That was. Do you remember the photo of that? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was a big awesome. internal competition. Oh yeah, yeah and it was, was big awesome. internal co- to see who could get the most people. But it ended up being that they kind of just came on their own. It was amazing. So we're just really excited. But, but if yeah, you go this- to, if you go to Splunk.tv, okay, new website for you. If you go to Splunk.tv, which is also the place where you can click and find out about the podcast and look at our analytics and yada da da. Yeah. Um, if you go there, we have a set of videos that are rolling all the time. Um, but now there's also an on-demand library in there that has a bunch of videos that you can select. But we recorded and streamed the Splunk Live from San Francisco, which was this week. It was this week. Mm-hmm. I think it was this week, whatever this week is. And uh, all the sessions are up there. Um, oh, cool. So customer sessions... Um, there's a cool presentation from Doug Har and some people. He's a CIO of Splunk, the company. 
about uh, how Splunk uses Splunk. Splunk yeah. is Splunk, Splunk, so we can Splunk, Splunk. Um, how we <laughs> use our own product, like to do a lot more business intelligence than is even possible. You so, practice, practice what we preach, drink yeah, our own champagne. but also it's not, it's not so much to practice what we preach just because it's a good thing to do, right? Uh, we actually are finding some really cool business insights uh, with our own, by using our own product on our own business. So that's cool. At Splunk.tv, you'll see that kind of thing. Um, yeah, we can, like when you come to the website, we can figure out what you click on and then what you click on next. Correct. Uh, right? And what, the most, right? What you click on the most, the next, right? But like just like what you just did. And before helping a customer, I actually did this on the Splunk TV logs, and it was kind of interesting. So, oh, that's cool. All right. Um, what did we learn this week? A couple minutes left. Okay, uh, I will just say that I learned about fully qualified domain names. I learned that uh, the forders, when you have forders coming in, in the current version, there is something that every now and then it doesn't get the forders fully qualified name, even though it might be set as fully qualified on the forder, it doesn't always get it. And they fixed it in 4.2.5 and also 4.3. So if you've already, if that's already out by the time you get this, then disregard that. But that's what I learned this week is that it doesn't always get it right, and but you could. But yeah. I also figured out a workaround, and I blo and I put a Splunk answer actually out there for the person who asked this. I answered them, and you can just basically search the um, index equals underscore internal, which is our internal index, and you search for source type equals fwd info, which is the forwarder info, Correct. and then you can just look for the host name, and then I just would just I just use the eval command to append the rest of the. Um, stuff on it. If I, in, in other words, I use a case statement. And I put this in my Splunk answers, um, uh, answer. You, you can use a case statement uh, to kind of figure out which one, which domain name it needs to get on there. And you just add it. And that way you can kind of normalize it back to all fully qualified names. I usually even use the lower command to make sure they're all lowercase. Because, you know, sometimes I'll yeah. listen to the uppercase and then it'll be like a separate thing. So you use a lower, lower to lower it back down. And, just to and make it look nice, right? It looks nice, yeah. So I put a little example of that to answer this guy's question about it. But when I was researching it, I found that out. So thought I would Hot. share. All right. Here's my bonus answer. So when we were talking about stream stats earlier... There's stats and stream stats. There's also another command called event stats, okay? Well, stream stats will work on every single event in a streaming way so that you can, for example, address the next event and the previous event and do averages. It's a cool way to do moving averages on every event. Mm -hmm. Event stats will allow you to take statistics on the whole set of raw events and apply them to each event. Wait, what do you mean? Yeah, what so do you So here's an example. Let's say I have some Windows... Uh, I have some Windows um, Perfmon, Performance Monitor, WMI, whatever, logs that show mm -hmm. disk space, okay? Mm -hmm. Disk space, okay. All right, it's showing me the current disk space. Every minute or whatever, it gives me, you know, 54% available, 65% available, whatever, okay? Mm -hmm. Some, some val numeric value, right. right? What if I wanted to see, um, okay, so let's say in, in my search, I got that, but I want to see what the overall average, right? So let's say, or... Yeah, let's say I want to see what the average disk, uh, the average free disk space at any point in time is. Okay, obviously, no, you can do stats and average, but if you pipe it to right. event stats, let's say average in percent disk space, as average disk space, it's going to take and put a field on every event and give you the average of all of those events, not each one, but it's going to give you the whole average. So every event will actually have. 
a new field on it called average disk space. And maybe it's 80%, right? Because right. sometimes disk space goes up and down. Right. So every single event has it on there. Once you have a statistic attached to every event, you can then do things like, all right, well, let, on this event, let's compare the current state with the actual average. So you can create your own difference and get an idea of how things are changing by applying aggregate statistics on each every each event. One of these things that's sort of um, the, the challenge that I have at Splunk is like sometimes I if I don't know all the approaches to solve a problem with Splunk because I may not know how to use every search command. Right. But the key thing to really understand is not to get lost within the search command, is to understand the word problem you want to solve. Hey, I want to measure the rate at which disk changes on a minute-by-minute -minute basis. Okay, I wanted to do that. I know I need to know what it is every minute, know what the rate of change is, and then need to know the, the total change, and then figure out between each one. And so sometimes it takes us different search commands to do that, but the hardest thing to do is understand the real problem that you're looking for. So... A lot of different search commands, a lot of different questions you could ask to, to, get, to get topics on the show or questions on the show. How do we do that? Um, you send your question or comment or topic idea to splunktalk at splunk.com. Sure. Or you can send it to Maverick if you want. If you, no, don't, want, just, if you don't want Wild to hear about it. No, that's Maybe fine. if your question is, why is Wild such a dork? You send that to me only. Okay. Because right. um, I'm going to respond only to that one. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, Splunk, just write this down. If you're listening and you can hear my voice right now, you should just be thinking about this or make a note in your mind. I'll plant the seed. Splunk Talk at Splunk.com. If you just want to get a free shirt or something, sure. which we will get. We have all kinds of new ones, right? And So tell us what logos you have or sayings you have, uh, slogans you have, and then maybe we'll send you a new one or something. Awesome. Um, just talk to us. Let us know how we can help you. And uh, as we always say every week, have a great happy, week. Thanks for listening. Happy, happy, happy Splunking. Splunking.